0: Hello and welcome to episode 141 of the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. Apple keynote time again this month, and this week we're going to be talking about the new iPhones that were announced, as well as how we see uh, phones impacting our own lives and the lives of people around us. I'm Derek Mast, and joining me this week are Ben Robin, Craig Ellis, and Ryan Tankersley. Let's get started so did you guys all watch the keynote this 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 time or uh was i still the only one no craig you I watched did. most of it i watched yeah. most of it yeah. yeah most of it i
1: said to you just before i fell asleep when it got to the iphone 10r i sort of switched off at
0: that point oh gotcha yeah so i think i had 20 minutes to go 30 minutes to go or something mm-hmm. and, and tank i know you're an android person so i'm i'm sure if you, yeah if you watched it that would have been a great labor of love i'm sure i watched nintendo direct I you know
2: that's close that enough.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> How about you, Ben? I did watch it, but I didn't watch all of it because when the environmental stuff happened, I stopped paying attention. Yeah, that
0: was <laughs> that was definitely pretty
2: boring. Was that
0: after the XR, the 10R? I'm going to do this all episode, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> Everybody's doing it now. I think it was before. Was I it? nearly stopped watching after the clicker video. <laughs> that was funny. I, I was like,
1: "We've already <laughs> wasted two minutes of my life." It was definitely. It was cool. It was it was well done. It was, it was well
0: definitely done. dad jokey, but yeah, it as a father, a little bit. What was the clicker video? There was a little
1: bit too much cheese on that part for me, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, it was. So Apple typically does like a an introductory video for before their keynote now, and sometimes it's a little jokey video. It was like a Mission Impossible thing where. You know, Tim Cook forgot his, his clicker for the keynote. And anyway, it was uh, mildly amusing at best. But uh, let's get on to announcements. So announced in this keynote was the Apple Watch Series 4, uh, the iPhone XS, XS Max, and the iPhone XR. So what are all these things you ask? That's a good question. The Apple Watch is, of course, Apple's um, smartwatch uh, product. They have bigger sizes now. They're now 40 millimeter and 44 millimeter uh, up from 38 millimeter and 42 millimeter. Um, smaller bezels, larger screens, thinner, all that, all that jazz. They have fancy new watch faces with like a zillion complications, which is um, ugly, but cool. um haptic feedback haptic feedback now in the crown um those complications are optional
1: right like you can layer them depending on what you want so you You don't just have a zillion all the time which would be super
0: annoying you you can turn them completely off if you want to which is which is nice um and as well as um increases in you know health stuff and interesting things that it can do with health um it now has fall detection um and so like if you take Mm. a fall you uh you can it, the Apple Watch can sense that ask you if you need emergency services and if you remain inactive for a minute it will call emergency services for you which is pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. um and it has increased ability to detect heart problems as well as now you can take an electrocardiogram on it which is just kind of bonkers um that that's <laughs> cleared from the FDA as well so you can use that to help help diagnose and atrial fibrillation um but it's not so great if you are already diagnosed and need to maintain monitoring on it that sort of thing um that's that was pretty much the apple watch um then they went straight into iphones with uh of course the iphone 10 which was noted by an x last year that was released last year so this year it's the iphone 10s and 10s max um the 10s is the same same size the the 10s max keep wanting to say XS max <laughs> uh, um is is the larger phone so that would be 5.8 for the normal one and 6.5 inches for the for the max uh it's got a nice nice shiny new gold finish uh durable glass um ip68 water and dust proof now um I think a better display. Probably. They probably threw a better display in there. Um, faster face ID improvements to the camera sensors. Um, uh, things like smart HDR, uh, for high, di- high dynamic range pictures. You can play with the illusion of having an F stop in portrait mode now. So you can adjust like from F 1.2 all the way to like F 16 or something like that. Craig, you probably have more understanding of what that actually means. mm-hmm um, Improved True Tone Flash, video records in stereo sound, little things like that. Better Chip, they've gotten down to a 7 nanometer process now, which makes them one of the first in the industry to have this. I think the first to have it shipped in a consumer product. Um, There's a 4-core GPU, 4-core CPU, and an improved neural engine, which uh, goes from last year at 600 billion operations per second to 5 trillion operations per second this year, which, Ben, as I'm sure you know, and this neural network now means that the phone is autonomous and uh, it can actually think for itself now with all of this neural networking in there.
2: iPhone Terminator. That's right.
3: <laughs>
0: it now has up to... Vibrate on
3: the table. and Try to reach you. So, XKCD.
0: Um... You can have up to 512 gigabytes of storage now um, with 64 and 256 gigabytes as an option. 30 minutes more battery life, uh, an hour and a half more for the Max phone and dual SIM capability, which is cool if, uh, if you're into that sort of thing. And then to wrap up the event, we had the iPhone XR, which is the tier lower than the iPhone 10S and 10S Max. Basically, it's an iPhone 10S with notable exception. The screen is not an OLED display like the 10S, but it's a really nice LCD screen that goes to the edges like, you know, the iPhone X does. It's a, it has a 6.1-inch screen, which is bigger than an iPhone Plus. It's bigger than the iPhone 10S. Um... It does not have 3D Touch anymore. For those of you who actually use it, hmm. it has something called haptic touch, which I think is just a long press that then provides feedback. I don't know. It's I'm, I'm I I want to play with that. I don't I don't know what that looks like. Um. So I'll need to buy a scale again. <laughs> a what? A scale,
3: right? Wasn't that oh. the, the 3D Touch how people <laughs> were weighing themselves?
0: Uh, it has a single camera as opposed to the dual camera for the um the flagship models it's a little bit thicker has better battery life um and it's got colors it has six colors um, like blue yellow coral white black and something else which are gorgeous and i'm so glad they're uh they're there now
1: red is that the is that the one that has the red option as well
0: uh yes there's a product red yes that's right Yep. And that about sums up the announcements. What did uh, what did you guys think of this keynote?
1: I honestly was more impressed with the improvements to the watch than the phones, I think. I so um, agree. I, I think, I mean, the phone improvements are fine. They didn't do anything that I thought was obviously um, not impressive in its own way, but just not... Um, I guess, to the same degree. It was all the stuff I'd expect from a phone announcement, you know, bigger screen or more screen real estate um, and, you know, better colors, better cameras, all those kinds of things. Uh, whereas the watch, I guess the... Imp- I don't have a smart watch, but uh, the health focus is kind of a cool thing, especially the um, the ECG option. And I think they said you can put that out to a PDF. You want to take it to your doctor or send it via email or something ahead of your appointment. Um, to sort of give them a history of data um, because, yeah, that, that seems like it would be useful. Um, haptics on the crown on the watch, I was like, why has that not been a thing until now? But that seems like a good <laughs> like a good and necessary improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just felt like after watching the watch part of it, I was like, generally, I haven't cared in the past about watches, but this new watch seems a, a fair few steps ahead of um, where it's been in the past. So, yeah, I had a good vibe about that.
0: The rest, I was like, meh. (laughs) Yeah, I really enjoy the focus that Apple has taken with health on the watch and finding interesting ways to improve and diagnose and and help people with stuff, like, with that stuff. Um, Fall detection, I could see that being super handy on a job site, uh, on, like, in construction uh, scenarios where maybe you have one person on the site and if they have a nasty fall, then... uh, emergency services will still know to find them and pick them up like that sort of thing um i don't know really and, and cool I an electrocardiogram like I, I, nobody was asking for that <laughs> no
1: it's not something you'd need to use every day of the week that's for sure right but i guess it's the same as fall detection it's there if you need it it would be useful right. if you don't need it it's just a feature that doesn't necessarily affect your life in any way but mm-hmm. it's good to have it there and fall detection yeah that like that's i thought that was cool cool idea that would be i i, I will be interested to see how many people are start buying apple watches for or continue buying apple watches for senior citizens as well um mm-hmm. i've always been surprised at the uptake of apple technology from um elderly people i know quite a lot of elderly people who bought ipads pretty soon after they came out for example mm-hmm. um so i wonder if the watch will be i mean it's a smaller screen so maybe it would be too hard to read for a lot of people but um yeah, I think there's, that that's kind of a cool idea. So it saves you having. There's already other devices out on the market that do that. So to mm-hmm. be able to have it also be a watch and a phone and whatever at the same time is is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Anybody else's thoughts on the keynote? I thought it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> Predictable, boring, or just boring in terms of content delivery and
1: stuff like that. Personas on stage. I'll
2: go with both.
0: Okay. Yeah, there were. There was some drab presentation this time around, and and, and it wasn't, um, yeah, it wasn't like it was a super amazing, like, well, blow away things yeah, in the Apple parlance. Um, to that that were, it wasn't like super exciting stuff. We all kind of knew it was going on, and it wasn't a super big leap year over year. So yeah, I can I can get that. Have you felt about
1: that in other recent Apple Keynotes, Ben? Or is that more this one as a standout?
2: No, I think they've been boring on the whole for a while now. Like,
1: I guess what I'm asking is, do you think they've
0: lost their charisma since Steve Jobs has been missing? Yeah, if Steve Jobs was alive, Apple Keynotes would be, you know, actually good, right? You're just not even going to respond to that. Our sponsor this week is Valley Vintage Shop, where you can get soaps, balms, and oils made the vintage way. Whatever you need in the realm of personal skin or hair care, Valley Vintage has you covered with all natural handmade products. If you've got a beard, they've got stuff for that, Uh, balm and oils, you know, for the fellows. Uh, Hair serums and balms for the ladies as well, room and body sprays, lip balm, and far more than just that. All of their merchandise is packaged in recyclable material, so you are taking care of your environment as you take care of yourself. So to get some to try or just look around and see what they got, go to valleyvintageshop.com. And when you decide to buy something, use our code TECH for 10% off your order. Thanks to Valley Vintage for sponsoring this week of Tech Reformation. So, uh, obviously, there's not a whole lot to talk about, really, with the iPhone Keynote. So, I wanted to take the opportunity to talk about our personal history with smartphones, uh, because we all have them, uh, to some extent. I believe Tank got one after we started the podcast, finally. I believe that's how that went I got another one. Oh, you got another one, because you had a Windows mobile phone before. Yeah,
1: and
3: before that I had a dumb phone, and before that I had an Android.
0: Oh, okay. So you've you, you've got a storied storied history. Does Windows Phone count as a smartphone? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: And I'm actually back to a dumb phone. So actually, currently I have no phone.
0: But so yeah, I'm all over. This. Oh wow. Okay. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to get to that. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about um, see how we've used smartphones, why we got them, why do we still get them, or not get them in the case of uh, in the case of Tank. Um, so yeah, Tank. Why don't you go first, <laughs> since you started it? Yeah.
3: Um, so I got a Android as a Christmas present, maybe my senior year of high. No, it had to be in college. So probably my freshman year of college, two thousand eight, two thousand eight, I think. And it was an Android, and so that has set me on the track of having an Android forever, just because that's what I started with. So no need to change now. Um, <laughs> and then let's see i got my my second phone was one that had a video game controller on it so like you could swipe it out like a keyboard but you swipe it out oh, and yeah. it has arrows and like a d-pad and a d-pad and xba so you could play games like emulated games even Ooh. on your phone i love that thing It was an xperia play and um but then it broke and i bought another one and a dumb phone so that my Xperia Play didn't have a SIM card in it. I just used it like a Game Boy. And then, the, um, and then my dumb phone worked. And then I decided I'd upgrade to that. The Xperia Play broke. I upgraded to a Windows phone just because I wanted to try it out, and it was like 40 bucks and better than a dumb phone. Then I dropped that one in the river, got a OnePlus, um, used the OnePlus for a while, moved to Japan, Figured I'm going on a contract anyway. Might as well get a reduced-price phone. So I got a Samsung Galaxy. Now I'm back in America as of this week. And um, my Galaxy will work, but I was going to just try a dumb phone again, see how it goes. See if it's a Nokia, so I can play Snake. That'll be nice. Nice. And <laughs> I'm just going to see how the six months goes <laughs> did, without a dumb did phone. Did you get one of those a new
0: Nokia candy bar phones? I think so. Okay. I don't like know one of the, if it's, I don't know how new like it is. It's like the classic so. shape of whatever. I
3: think so, yeah. That's I think the screen cool. may be a little elongated. Uh-huh. Um but yeah. And it's like brighter, kinda neonish colors. And I haven't actually got it yet, so right now I have no phone. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But as of the twenty first I'll have one. <laughs> All right. So so that's my history. I've gone through a lot. Cool.
0: Craig, do you want to go next?
1: Sure. I got one in two thousand and eight as well which was because I was working at a company that uh, sort of was interested in maybe having a look at app development and seeing how that went um, as a, like a, as a new space. Um, and so they did that. And so my recollection is we all got iPhones. Um, and so that was the 3G. Uh, I had it on my table at home and accidentally emptied 10 liters of water out of one of those water cartons on top of it. Um, I was pulling the little plastic tap thing into the hole where it's meant to sit and it just came right off and um, my phone had a swim, but I turned it off and left it for, I think, a day or something. I didn't put it in rice or any of that jazz. Um, I left it for like a day and it was fine when I turned it back on again. So, that was pretty cool. Um, I still have that phone as well. I haven't. I haven't got rid of any of my iPhones and then I just upgraded mm-hmm. with every major release. So, I got the iPhone 4, the iPhone 5, the iPhone 6 and now I've got a 7 and my wife's got the 6. So, oh, cool. basically, since the 4, um, I've i I've hand me down my previous phone to my wife every time I get her, the upgrade. Um, mm-hmm. But this time around, I'm on the 7, she's on the 6, she loves the 6, it's still working really well, battery's fine, whatever. Um, that must be coming up four years, I think, in November this year, maybe. <clears throat> um and i'm thinking i may not get the next one i don't mind the seven it's a great phone i the headphone jack thing's a little bit annoying sometimes but i can get around it most of the time but i think i've said before on here that i backed the um indiegogo i think it was for the light phone two, which is That's right kind of a dumb phone um i guess you'd say it's kind of A smart dumb phone. (laughs) It'll be able to do a few things, but essentially the whole idea of it is that it's a phone light in light mode. So, you don't have all of the extra bells and whistles that a smartphone would give you. Um, And yeah, so my initial plan was I'd use that on weekends and my iPhone during the week at work and stuff, which might be how I end up going for quite a long time um, while work is kind of still needing that kind of thing. But I guess that was prompted partly in response in a way, distant memory of our nomophobia episode where I scored the worst <laughs> um, and just as a way of uh, not not of vindicating myself or whatever, um, but just as a way of, you say, know. You've
0: got trauma from that, don't you? No, no, no. It's it's just I think it's it's sort of uh,
1: that came up uh, sort of after I'd made the decision to get one, but yeah, yeah. it
0: was more just a way of going, you
1: know, I do find it a distraction and because it's always there, I do find it difficult to not interact with it at times. Um, it's not all I do obviously I have um, family members and stuff that I'm also focusing on but it's always there and and I just think it'd be nice to have something that was always there so I can call in an emergency but isn't sort of um, full of temptations or demanding of my time with constant notifications and messages and updates and things like that so Mm -hmm. that's kind of the plan uh, moving forward and that's kind of my history
2: all right Ben how about you I first decided I wanted a smartphone in 2007 when the iPhone came out. I had a brick phone at the time, I think. It might have been a flip phone. I'm I'm not sure, actually. Did you have a Motorola Razr? At one point, yes. Mm, nice. But I don't think it was at that <laughs> point. I think I had a Nokia a Nokia brick phone at that point. I don't know why. I switched around a couple of times. But anyway, I decided that if I was going to get a smartphone, you know, they cost a lot of money back in the day. And, um, Hmm. I thought if I'm going to do this, I need to make sure I get the right one. So that way I won't have to spend a lot of money twice. Mm -hmm. And so I spent two years of research and bought my first iPhone in 2009. It was the iPhone three GS. And I've had an iPhone for nine years now.
3: I think I remember you making that decision.
2: Yeah. In 2009, I paid $199. Mm -hmm for an iphone oh, 3gs wow. and uh earlier this year i paid 840 no 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 that's not right 699 dollars for an iphone 8 plus so i feel like nice. apple really got the uh better end of this deal <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well i mean and and there's there there were things there with uh the iphone 3gs being subsidized by cell carriers and it being passed through on your actual phone plan but uh yeah, I, I understand the the mental block there. Um, for me, um, I got a phone in 2010, so that would have been so the end of 2010. That would have been the iPhone 4, which is still my favorite iPhone design of all time. Yeah, it's such a good design. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I love that one. Gorgeous. I cracked my I, I cracked my front one time cracked my back one time so you know it's it was all i i got my use out of that phone (laughs) probably had that for like three years before i upgraded um i bent my iphone six in half
1: one time as well i forgot to mention that oh nice on purpose wow no my wife lost her phone which was my previous phone at the beach and we were looking for it on the rocks and i slipped on a rock and it was in my pocket and landed on my butt um so yeah anyway yeah we got it
0: fixed nice nice um, I, th- I got it because I think I probably just, I, well, I liked it. I wanted a, an iPhone for years, but I never, uh, never quite justified the purchase. I still don't think I properly dressed just, justified the purchase when I did, but, uh, I probably got it just for like social media and podcasts. And, um, cause there was no way at that point I was doing anything that I could be significantly more productive with an iPhone, but, uh you know mm-hmm. my texting certainly increased and i definitely hit an artsy photography phase for a while um, <laughs> man
1: photography on the iphone 4 was my favorite iphone photography era as well yeah. i don't know why it just that's when i got really deep into iphone photography well i feel like
0: <laughs> that was the year that the iphone really came to its came into its own as a camera like the iphone mm-hmm. was technically a camera the iphone 3g was also still technically a camera and also technically took video the iPhone three GS got a little bit better. And then the iPhone four, like everybody was like, Oh, you can actually take really decent photography on, on an iPhone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was definitely a fun time. Um, and I've, I've been getting iPhones since then. Um, Oh, before that, I just had a flip phone, like, cause I was like, people don't need cell phones. <laughs> you know, I had that nice <laughs> little arrogance about that. <laughs> Um, got an iPhone 5S and now I have uh, an iPhone, uh, 6S, which is actually a hand-me-down for my wife. Um, I got my wife's first iPhone right before we got married because I was like, because her cell phone died and I was like, you're going to want Google Docs for planning a wedding. So, uh, got her an iPhone 5C, <laughs> which is... That's the best reasoning ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I got her an iPhone 5C, which I actually that is that's probably tied for one of my favorite iPhone designs, um, because they're So just wait, let so me get pretty. this straight.
1: You're gonna need a Google product, so I'm gonna get you an Apple phone. That well, was your
0: thought process. Well, I knew I wasn't <laughs> gonna be able to do tech support on an Android phone. There's just no way. Fair enough. So uh, yeah, thank goodness for the App Store. And now, like, I couldn't do this podcast without like as far as like communicating with you guys and like looking up topics and everything without having a smartphone on me. I just don't have the time. Otherwise, uh, if I'm not doing it while I'm uh, on a drive to work or something, like while I'm riding in a car <laughs> doing work stuff, not <laughs> while driving, driving a <laughs> little hard to process <laughs> news articles while driving. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, how do you guys see uh, the world around you use iPhones? Um, just reflecting on how, Smartphones have changed how we work, and and our necessity for smartphones now.
2: I got this one. If you think we have a necessity, yeah, go for it. Basically, like this.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, Hold on one second, podcast,
3: please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's about it. That's that's a very good visual joke. Just looking down at your iPhone like that. Yep, fantastic.
1: <laughs> it's actually pretty accurate, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it you know it's it's one of those things where um I feel like so many smartphones can do a lot because of the software that you can install on them and whatever the natural way that they're built and stuff a lot of people only use them at their still pretty much at their base level if you know what I mean like a lot of, yeah. for a lot of people they get a smartphone they use it as a phone and they write lots of text messages on it um and then there's I guess your power users who who actually work out how can this be more? Or you're people who sort of are more keen to, I guess, increase productivity and efficiency and stuff like that by by okay. really working out how to make it work for them. Um, but yeah, for a lot of people, I think it's just a it's it's sort of a combination of all the things that they used to carry around or wanted to carry around but couldn't. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's got the Walkman, um, and it's got the the time, like the clock. It's got the camera. It's got the phone, it's got everything and they can Google and find out answers for their friends when their friends don't know stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people, I think they just, it's just like a toolkit for them. Um, but then there's other people who really, um, like I try and use it as much as I can without like with work, actually helping me with work tasks and stuff to, um, like I said, be more efficient and remember things and all that kind of stuff. So um yeah, I guess it, it's different for different people, and diff- probably different age brackets and what they're needing at the time and stuff. It always, it's different, but mm-hmm. certainly the you know the walking down the street and then seeing half the people on their phone, like looking down and texting or whatever mm-hmm. they're doing, is not uncommon these days. And whereas it probably was a little bit more back in the flip phone era, because you really only got that thing out if you were making a call or mm-hmm. um, searching, uh, you know, searching on the web via WAP or whatever. Mm-hmm which I don't think anyone ever did.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think they're they're so versatile and so small. It's very helpful. Like whenever I was living in Japan, I was almost, eh, not almost never, but uh, I wasn't at a job where I just sat behind a desk anymore. Um, And so I moved almost my whole life onto uh, my phone as far as my, work life uh, which of course before that I was programming I would never want to program on a smartphone <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know but what I'm about sure the new bigger screen it. size tank
3: <laughs> maybe so <laughs> but, um, but yeah I mean all my emails all my messages to people my Japanese study my reading it's like you said as a toolbox was definitely how I used it and just like I can't imagine um, carrying books around with me and carrying just everything that I did on a daily basis uh, in some other form. It would be a pain. And so I think, yeah, a lot of people do use that. Um, I mean, of course, we miss the social networking aspect of it Um, um, as far as what people are spending their time on, too. Uh, I found an app. uh, I can't remember what it's called, so that's not very useful, but it was terrible for the iPhone anyway. Michelle downloaded it as well. Um, It was blue, and it... (laughs) Uh, What it did on the Android was kept track very well of how much data and how much time you were spending on every app and on your phone as well. Ah,
0: Yeah, that would be terrible Um, on the iPhone because it basically couldn't do that. There's no way.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I I think you can kind of check those stats on iPhone just naturally, where I don't think you can naturally on Android. Um, So anyway, this app was great for that. And I discovered I was spending four hours a day with my screen open. And usually I was doing productive stuff. There's only like an hour a week was on Facebook. Um, So not like terrible with social network, but still I was like, man, that's a lot of time. Um, And yeah, it just becomes every free moment is, was being used on my phone, even if it was for productivity. Um, And I was thinking like, if I have kids, which speaking of announcements, I'm not making that (laughs) up. But in the future I have kids.
2: (laughs) You had um, me there for a second. I was thinking,
3: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking <laughs> if I'm spending four hours a day on my phone and I want to teach my children good habits um, for using their phone, it's just even though I'm doing productive things, I feel like it would be harder to do that, uh, to teach them to use their phone for productive things. But yeah, because so, they don't like, have stuff I'm to do. Like, yeah. And so if I'm like reading books on an actual Kindle and my kid is like, I want to see what you're doing, Daddy. I'm like, yeah, I'm reading a book. <laughs> sure, you can check this out. Instead of like I'm using my phone, which you can do a hundred different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just thought it would be cool to try to actually use more tool-specific tools like Kindles for reading and see how that went for me. And so that was one of the reasons why I switched to a dumb phone. Like I'm going to use an alarm clock for waking up. And then the first thing I'll grab is my Bible instead of my phone and see how that goes. And when I want to read, I'll actually try to use the Kindle and see if I like it better than using the Kindle on my phone. Mm -hmm. Just seeing how that would go for six months while uh, until I go back to Japan and feeling like this would be a good test case to see what that life is like and maybe get in some better habits before I switch back to the smartphone when I go to Japan. Yeah, cool.
2: Where in Japan will you be going?
3: Um, I'll be going to Fukuoka. It is in the southwestern tip of Japan. I'll not be returning to Tokyo this time.
2: What? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Was that what you wanted me to say? That was
2: what he was going for. (laughs) He didn't actually care about you. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: I'm glad I still found a way to say
0: the word. Wait,
1: so southwest. So that's slightly closer to me, right? Yeah, it's really close. And I can
3: basically swim to Korea now, so... Well, I'll meet you
0: there. <laughs> Hang on, wait, no, that's still a long way away. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the uh, speaking about that that one app that you're talking about, what was it? Bloop. Um, the
3: I said the color is blue. That oh, is the color remember, is blue. You calm. didn't. Okay.
0: Well, then we don't know what it is. Um, no,
3: but I can maybe look it up.
0: But that is a significant thing that that, that the major phone carriers are. Doing now is these digital health features. Um, you weren't able to figure out how long you're on an iPhone until iOS 12, which is coming out next week. Um, and Google is also releasing similar um, features for the most recent version of Android. Um, and uh, so, that, and that's something we're going to be talking about in the future. But there really is this uh, general, general. Uh, there's this general realization of. Hey, we are all spending very much time on our phones. This is kind of snuck up on mm-hmm. us uh let's figure out what we're actually doing and uh, and figure out how we go from here um mm-hmm. which is which will be interesting to see if that does take any effect with people who are now using in the in the last decade have gotten used to using a personal computer all the time, having it strapped to their hip you know if they will take advantage of those features to you know think deeper about what they're doing on their phones. Um, so cool, well, thanks, guys. I just wanted to get in and like stop and reflect on the the years of the smartphone for us and uh as we go push forward with technology
1: uh one other thing I have noticed in my smartphone or smart device use, let's say um is <clears throat> I guess like you said, you just made a comment, Derek, that it's crept up on us um yeah, and I think. In some ways, it has and in some ways, it should never have. Like, (laughs) um, I remember when I first got my iPhone and I couldn't... It's not that I couldn't stop looking at it, but, you know, it was such a novelty value that it wouldn't have been hard to work out back then what the trajectory was going to be for a lot of people in terms of um, just amount of time, I guess, consumed by having this thing that, that, like you said, is is always in your pocket and um, has all these capabilities um, and ways to help you out. And I've, I think I've felt like in the last, you know, up until maybe the last two years, maybe it's sort of coincided with the podcast, but probably more recently than that even, um, I think I was kind of in that camp that saw uh, iPhones and iPads more sort of as a distraction than anything else. And that not that they weren't useful, but that was kind of the, just the my default mindset was, these things are great. I love them, but I know there's these inherent there's in, there's in inherent problems with them in terms of the way that me and a whole lot of other people interact with them. Um, but more recently, uh, I've found in particular that um, like my daily Bible reading happens on my iPad, um, and I've actually found that to be a really useful tool for that thing. And so it's not it hasn't necessarily been. I guess I don't mentally now have it in the same category as what I used to, uh, if that makes sense. And so, I think it is is—it is completely about um, the discipline and the way we approach it and the way that we think about it. Um, and if, you know, the mornings where I check it before I do anything else or think about anything else are the mornings when I am instantly convicted and sent back to those articles that say, are you checking your social media before you're reading about <laughs> Like, you know, like, not that I want to be legalistic, but I think it is about completely um, about... Uh, our own discipline as creatures uh, and in this case as christians um in terms of you know we we have this thing that that makes us feel so super connected um and that's really helpful and and important in a lot of aspects of life um but it doesn't replace or shouldn't in any way compete with the transcendent creator of the universe who um deserves way more of our attention and that's a discipline thing and that's something that i've been sort of working on and, and probably need to work more on um so I'm not I'm not trying to get into tech neutrality debate at all. Um <laughs> but I, I guess I've sort of noticed a shift in my thinking about these smart devices over the last few years. Yeah. Um to yeah, to being more sort of in that um just just I guess taking more personal responsibility in terms of how I interact and I think if if that was kind of more the way people approached it uh, rather than just kind of grabbing and consuming constantly then then that would probably be helpful. Not that I'm, you know, doing it all right but you know what I mean that's kind of I think that's important for us to take on board it snuck up on us but there's ways that we can um, go about not having it take over Um, and I guess that's something we always try and talk about on this podcast at least a little bit yeah definitely
0: well if you would like to give us your smartphone story and uh, tell us about how you see the world interacting with smartphones you can do that in our slack workspace at slack.techreformation.com um You can hop in there. That's our community group. So if you have stuff you want to talk about, you can talk about it there.
1: And you can hit
0: us up on Twitter at TechReformation. Or find us on our website, TechReformation.com. This has been Tech Reformation. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you soon.